Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Talk to me nicely, baby. It is Motes and Eula on a Friday. <sighs> Electric Factory style. So you know that can only mean one thing, baby, for the next two hours. Whew, it's going to be a jam-packed, fun-filled, just all-inclusive, interactive show. You know that is what we do here in Pittsburgh on SNR. So the way we like to have this show being interactive on a Friday is two ways. Well, actually, it's one way because we're not playing hotline roulette today. I, I thought I was going to get one of those today. Now, we'll save that for another day when somebody else is hosting. When I'm hosting, I don't want to play roulette today, all right? So, with that being said, there's only one way to get interactive with the show. And that's to hit us on the Twitter.com and it's at TheBody52. TheBody. And then at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And all you got to do, man, you send your tweets, man, we need score predictions, baby, because you know it's Friday and we got to get these mm. score predictions. That's mandatory. Requisite also, requirement. Also, man, any questions you have as it pertains to this particular matchup Sunday, man, you got the undefeated Steelers versus the 2-5-1 Bengals. You got questions. We've got answers. So, like I said, man, get the, get the, get the tweets coming in and, uh, after that, man, we're going to have a little bit of fun. So my co-partner, well, my co-partner, my co-pilot, my <laughs> colleague, my partner in crime, how you living today, man? Fantastic. Beautiful day here in western Pennsylvania. Uh, we've had a lot of those this last week or two, and I keep telling myself, all right, this is going to be the last nice day that we you have all year. You said that. Was it Monday, I think it was? I said think that? I said it last Friday. <laughs> I think I said it this Monday. So you know what? Uh, maybe I'm like reverse jinxing it in a mm-hmm. way. So I'm just going to keep saying that. Last nice day of the year. It's only weird if it doesn't work. It'll be 75 degrees on Christmas here. I keep saying this every single day. I was driving and I felt like I was in Florida. It, I said, it, it man, is, it's, it's like beautiful right now. It is crazy. Yeah, um, it is. It's sunny. It's it's you know it's it's not like it's scorching hot out there, but it's it's high 50s, which for this time of year in it's Western high. Pennsylvania is yeah. I mean you you know you can you can wear a, a t-shirt and some pants and you're good to go. And normally that is not the case this time of year. Yeah, I'm fired up, Arthur Motes. Uh, Stellar's Bengals on Sunday. And yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for the weekend. I am. I'm, I could dig that, man. I'm ready for the weekend. You know, I'm ready for uh, for a couple days off here. I'm ready to slow down a little bit. And uh, we've got uh, we've got some fun Friday stuff planned first, though, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Well, I will say this. I am glad that you said you're ready for the weekend, but mm. you didn't want your weekend to start today because obviously in Cleveland right now, they had to close their oh, facility today. Oh, look at that, look at and, that transition. You know, that just, they, they got a little early you know, start to the weekend, obviously working remotely, they had a positive test. And for those that don't know, last week, the Browns were on their bye week, but uh, Baker Mayfield had tested positive and was put on the COVID, uh, the COVID list as well. So a lot of reason why it wasn't talked about as much was due to the bye week. But once again, they've had another positive test. Uh, I believe this would have been yesterday they had the test. Correct. And that's why they closed the facility today. Obviously, they ho- they're hosting the uh, the, ten- uh, the Houston Texans this Sunday as well. So it's going to be interesting to just see how things progress. Will they have any more positive tests? Will they still be able to play in the game? I mean, we fully anticipate them being able to stay on schedule. But remember what we talked about earlier in the week as well with the NFL and the, the competition committee agreeing upon the mm-hmm. 16 game playoff team or 16 team playoffs and said that it had to do it had to deal with a significant impact of the schedule. 
So this is a situation that you should closely monitor because if this game were to be moved in any way, shape, or form, yeah, because obviously the Browns have finished their bye week. I believe the Texans have Correct. as well. I You're not so. going to have that luxury of being able to move them around right. to a later part of the season. So this is some of the scenarios that we talked about earlier in the week. So it's going to be interesting, man. Interesting 24, 48 hours off of this situation. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be a Friday during this 2020 NFL season if we weren't monitoring uh, some team had a positive test or some team closing down their facility right. today. Just seems like a weekly thing. And I think that's the, the the more alarming part, right? Because we all of us agreed going in that you would have a positive test. We didn't think yeah. that that would be far-fetched. We thought you would be naive if you thought that you would go the whole season Correct. without having a positive test. You can't just test the thing right. into oblivion. You I, know just what don't, I, mean? I just don't think any of us anticipated seeing facilities close for days at a time or in some cases like, like Tennessee, a, a week at a time. It's like it's a different team every week, Right, too. That, that part has been the most unique and the most alarming because typically you would just assume that, hey, man, with the test and the way it's formatted and the turnaround time that they're able to receive their tests, that they would be able to ultimately prevent any type of spread or any type of outbreak scenarios. But we're seeing right now that in some of these cases, because of the the turnaround time and because of their lack of being able to contact Trace um, in, in a short amount of time, they're having to do. They're having to go to this alternative of all right. If we have a positive test that day, send everyone home because we don't know who else or who right. wasn't around right. these players. And how the or and not even just the players, the staff as well. Correct. Yeah. And and that's been the thing too. Some of these organizations, it's been staff members as opposed to players. Because here in Pittsburgh, we had a staff member. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Before the before the situation with Vance and everything this past week, there was a staff member. Uh, the Titans, a big part of their outbreak was amongst the staff as well too. Yeah, it's look, man. Like, you, there's no exact science to this, you know. Like, you can't just test everybody every day, and that's enough because right. we at least what we know by now is how the incubation period works. And you know, you can test negative for three straight days, and then you can test positive. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces, a and lot I of will moving say parts. This also, man, I thought you hit on something really uh, particular right here when you talked about the staff members as well being a part of it. Because I'm sure people, and as we've all talked about, you have the extended practice squad rosters, right? So, hey, man, if somebody tests positive, all right, you sit them for that week, you just sub this guy in. The problem, though, as it pertains to the staff, you're already operating at the bare minimum amount of employees that you can operate with. They, they don't have a lot of just the traditional staff places right. where it's typically five to Extra ten people. It's like two and, yeah. to three people right now. Yeah. So if any of those people are having positive tests as well, that affects this also. I mean, it could be coaches. We only talk about head coaches, but I'm sure it could be position coaches as well. It could be strength coaches, the training staff, uh, the kitchen staff. I mean, it's a lot of people that are still going to be involved. And that's what kind of what we talked about, just the sheer numbers surrounding a football team. It's, it's a lot of people that have to yes, be there. And that's even with them operating at the bare minimum right now. Yeah, it is. And I – Listen, I I'm not naive enough, you know, we, we use that word. I'm not naive enough enough to th I'm not naive enough enough to think. I'm not naive enough to think. You I'm not naive enough enough to think. No, you're right. That's <laughs> a, 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 a Department of Redundancy <laughs> Department. I'm not naive enough to think that there aren't some of our listeners right now, Moats, who are saying to themselves, "All right, guys, like I don't care." You know, uh, 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 I'm over this. I don't care. It, it is what it is. We're going to play the games. They're going to find a way. I don't care. And that's, hey, you could certainly feel that way. Um, but, yeah, but uh, we're not going to ignore um, developments around the National Football League. And it, like, it is. It, 
it is annoying to an extent that like every Friday it's like, all right, well, which team has their facility closed? Mm -hmm. Are they on the road? Are they at home? Because that plays a role in this too, right? No, it, without a doubt it does, yeah. It's it's better for the Browns that they're at home this weekend because yes. they're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to Separate get on a plane tomorrow. Or, and, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. they, they've got, you know, an extra maybe 24 hours in that regard yes. to handle some of this stuff. It's a lot of moving parts. We're going to keep an eye on it because it all everything goes hand in hand. Like Moach said, well, yeah. if this game gets ends up getting canceled, that could potentially affect the postseason, the Steelers' uh, potential to have a first-round bye if they were able to secure that number one seed. All these things go hand in hand. So while I get it, like... <laughs> but this is why Coach Tomlin said it's one fill, all fill. At this particular stage, that has grown from within a team to NFL as a whole now. So mm -hmm. until you grasp that concept... Yeah, there are going to always be these situations where somebody's going to get the short end of the stick and, and it might not be deserved. Right. They might not have deserved it either. But that's the scenario that we're in right now. So even though we're not having the outbreak or these crazy positive tests having to close our facility, if the Browns are doing that, the Texans potentially have to worry about that game, then that can shift the whole outlook of the playoffs. Yep. And as much as Which we want to, if they add that extra team, exactly. So, so cost the Steelers a first round buy. So, for me, the people that act as if they don't care, they probably should care because it directly impacts your team. Yes, it does. That's a great way to put it. The Steelers could have to play an extra playoff game and not get that first round buy because of this, because of something that's totally out of their control. That is a great reason to. You're right. Why you should be keeping an eye on this, and I mean you as Steeler fan. Yeah, you. absolutely. And I, again, I get it. Like I, I, I understand the people that have fatigue with this stuff. Boats and I have said this many times. I never thought, yeah, ten years ago when I was in college, you know, <laughs> studying and interning and working to to work in sports radio. One day, I never thought we'd be spending all this time talking about an infectious disease on uh, on on the show. Like I just, I never thought I'd be here either. I never thought that I would have a segment about PPE in my life. <laughs> But again, this this affects the football X's and O's, the week-to-week -week stuff as well, too. So I think we would be being negligent. We wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we just ignored it at the same time. Uh, R. Bracey tweets here, Will or can the NFL go to a bubble-type scenario once the playoff uh, teams and seeds are determined? Now, they can. Will they? Well, That's the question. You know, your boy Sean Payton, he was the one we talked about. He proposed it. And the NFL is actually looking into it. The biggest issue as it pertains to the bubble with the NBA and their bubble, the WNBA and their bubble, you could house the – because remember, they didn't bring their whole league. They just brought the playoff teams and maybe one or two bubble playoff teams, right? right? Teams who had a chance to play their way in. But if you add up the numbers of all those teams that was there and all the, the, the players and staff, it's only going to equal to maybe – Four or five of these NFL teams, when you're thinking about an NFL team, man, it's easily, even right now, what, 80, 90 people that are be that are with the team? I mean, between the active players, the practice squad, the veteran practice squad, the coaching staff, the training staff, the strength coaches, you're looking at roughly 90 people, and that's just, like I said, at the bare minimum. So when you do that three, four, five, six 16 times, I mean, that's a lot of people. So trying to find a facility that can house that many people, yeah. 
that's that's the most difficult part with the with the facilities too to practice and, yes. and all of that stuff as because well too. Because sixteen, you can't, just, you can't you, you can just build basketball arenas in Orlando. You right. can't just build football fields. Well, and the thing is, even at that complex where they were at in um in Orlando, it already had the multiple basketball courts because you right. can. I mean, typically you can host multiple the basketball Disney games. Wild right? world of Between sports. Between like your AAU situation Correct. stuff like that. Correct. With football, you're not gonna find multiple football fields next to each other or multiple no. football stadiums next to right. each other. So that is the big, that's another element of it. So to me, I thought more hub city style, hmm. like how NHL went. But obviously the the biggest thing is going to be how they determine what teams are staying where, right? Because it's not as if, at least I feel like with the uh, with NHL, typically you're – Teams that are in the uh, in the metro are going to be in this area, right? Like geographically located the same. Whereas in the right. NFL, you have AFC teams on East Coast and West you got Coast. The AFC West and the yeah. AFC North. Like, like, I mean, you got the NFC East it, and you got the NFC West. So, so it's yeah. like you're you're really going to have some issues in terms of trying that's a good, to that's a good point to find that bubble right there, Every, especially with adding an extra like team. The NBA and the NHL are split Western and Eastern Conference, right? So it was the fun. NFL is not it's not split. We don't geographically do it like that. Like yeah. That. yeah. No, that's a really good. That's an astute point by you. I, 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 uh, I like that, Arthur Motes. Yeah, I, I think it would be pertinent to have a plan. I'm, I'm just with you. It's it's going to be a little more difficult for them than it was certainly for for basketball or hockey or even for for you know what baseball did, which is kind of a similar like hub city type. Mm-hmm. You know, once they once they got to the playoffs into the World Series. Uh, but again. The NFL has more time than everybody else to figure this out. They've got more resources than everybody else to figure this out. And they've got less games being played in the process mm-hmm. with only, you know, I mean, let, let's fo- let's face it, right? It's 16-game seasons. We know that's a lot smaller well, one-game playoff scenarios. Yeah, the one-game playoffs I think will be as huge. As opposed to a best of seven. Right. Whereas, I mean, you think about that's NHL, MLB, and NBA. All those teams that make the playoffs, they are going to be there for at least a week. Least Even if they probably, get swept. Probably two weeks. Right. Probably at least ten days. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's like you said, with them getting swept, they're, that's, that's the minimum. Football team could be there for three, four days. Tops. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, if it was, you know, the week before the playoffs and you had all the teams report on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're out of there Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on for sure. And and whether or not they do it, you know, Motsi, it's it's certainly something that they are – that is – forefront on the table right now in terms of discussion oh yeah without a doubt man so when we get back though man we're going to transition a little bit into these Bengals, man more importantly joe burrow and what's, what's making this guy good you know that joe burrows you know that joe burrows yeah oh, yeah that, joe burrows yeah yeah that yeah. guy joe burrows i ain't never heard of joe burrow but no, i've I heard of him. joe burrows yeah joe burrows yeah he's the young quarterback now natty so when we get back out of the break man we're going to talk about him a little bit as it pertains to this particular matchup so you know what to do man we'll be back jeweler remotes on snr This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yeah, we back, baby. Motes and Euler on a Motes Host Friday. Electric Factory doing what we do best. You already know that. <sighs> but we got to talk about this kid, man. This this young rookie, this young stud. I mean, he's been lighting it up, man. Mr. Joe Burrow, or if you're... 
A Yenzi, you say Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows. You know Joe Burrows. You know Marlon Humphreys, yeah. Joe Burrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alshon Jeffries. Always an S on it, baby. That's the only <laughs> way to do it. You know that. But, man, he's been looking impressive this year, man. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think we both talked about, you know, the comparison between him and uh, Tua coming out and just who we thought would be more productive, who, who we thought had the better situations and scenarios. Now, obviously, you had uh, Justin Herbert, who's emerged say. as well, Ooh. man. It's made this class look pretty look pretty good right now, man. Yeah, it but, really has. But I still feel that Joe has been the face of it, and I think that he's been doing a pretty good job, man. Um, just showing the toughness that he's shown, yeah. especially when you look at the, their last game. Obviously, they were on a bye this past week, but prior to that, when they played the Titans, man, his toughness was on full display in terms of them just trying to bring him down, sack him, hit him, and he, man, found ways to extend plays and ultimately, man, create a lot of positivity. And that was a big reason why they won. But even when you just look at his stats, man, twenty-two over 2,200 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, five picks is the most impressive part to me. Mm-hmm. He's throwing the ball a lot. He's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's crazy to think a rookie is throwing the ball this much, but he's he's letting it air out. But he's been sacked 28 times. But Second to me, most, right, I think, in yeah, the Yeah, he, he'll be behind. Wentz, uh, I yes, believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he's, he's like top three or four in terms of uh, quarterback hits. hits as uh-huh. well, too, yeah. So that's why, for me, when, when I talk about being impressed with him, typically the recipe for disaster at quarterback is if you're sacked a lot and hit a lot. Particularly as a rookie. Right, as a rookie because yeah. it speeds your clock up. You hear the footsteps. You want to get rid of the ball. You get the jittery and, feet. And, and it forces you into mistakes and yep. bad decisions. But with Joe, he's proven to not be that way. He's proven to – Right. In fact, I think his play is elevated once he started getting hit a little bit more. Man, it might calm him down. I'm not sure all yeah. the way, but that to me has been really impressive. Now, the Titans game, he did stop his streak because he had a let's see how many weeks is this in one, two, three. He had a four game streak of having an interception, right? Mm. So it wasn't. I mean, it was still just one, one, one. It wasn't terrible, but he was still turning the ball over at least once a game, right? So to me, when I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like, man. How do you create more of that? How do you create more of that? Typically, like I said, man, it has to go with the pressure. Right. But that's where this code is essentially being broken because he's not doing that with pressure. Right. It makes zero sense to me, man. Yeah, it's a unique case study for sure. Um, I think part of that, like I I went back and I watched the Bengals-Titans game from not this past weekend because like you said, they were on a bye from, from two weekends ago. And a big part of Joe Burrow's success in that game and their ability to, to for him to not turn the ball over, take care of the rock, win that game against a good Titans team, Titans don't have much of a, much of a pass rush. Very true. Right? We, we know this. We saw that. I mean, I think, right, they've only got 14 or 15 sacks on, on the, the year, year. I yeah. think the Titans do. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are what, at like 34? Something like the Steelers Something have more, crazy. Twi- more yeah, than yeah, twice yeah. as many as the, as the Titans. So that to me is – the the real big kicker, you know, as you you have to get after Joe Burrow, you have to make him uncomfortable. He's talented enough, and they've got enough playmakers on that offense. Motsi, he's going to make some plays. Uh, but if you can if you can get after him, if you can make him uncomfortable, if you can force him to turn the ball over once or twice, that's where you can still get after him, even with him still having some success. Particularly, he's really good in the intermediate passing game. Oh yeah, I mean like like ten to nineteen yards. Uh, his numbers there are, are some of the best of any quarterback in the league over the first half of a season. Not just a rookie, any quarterback in the league over the first half of the season. Uh, he's very talented, Motsi. 
and he's done a really good job with a a ragtag offensive line, but he hasn't seen a pass rush like like this one that Pittsburgh's going to throw at him. On Without Sunday. a doubt, man, I do think that that's the the biggest difference in this matchup. Yeah. I mean, you just think about the Bengals' offensive line these past couple of seasons. They have not been able to show a glimpse of hope in terms of protecting against this front. And with the healthy to it back in the mix, because you have to remember last year, they didn't see to it multiple times. I don't think they've seen a healthy bunch like this twice a year in, what, three, four years now? Yeah. Because typically one of these guys have been out or banged up during that time frame. So I do think that that's going to be a huge reason why the Steelers have success on Sunday hmm. because I, I, I do feel that the receivers match up extremely well with our defensive backs. I think this situation is very similar to the Dallas situation in terms of them having three really good receivers where we're talking about uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and A.J. Green in the trio last week of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. I think that it's a lot of similarities with those groups, but the biggest difference is the Joe Burrow yeah. comparison to Garrett Gilbert. I mean, it's, it's drastically different there. I'm excited about it, but I think, like I said, man, the the, the biggest thing we're going to have to do is continue to hit him, make it just gory. Because, mm. like I said, the Titans were they, – they were flirting with trying to get it to that level. It was more yeah. so just Joe being Houdini at times. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> you should be able to get after this guy. Their offensive line should be a little bit healthier than it was uh, two weeks ago yes. against the Titans. Um, and we'll see if, my, if our boy Benny, we'll uh, if, B.J. Finney we'll will be back out there Finney too, man. Is, is back out there. We'll see what they do with Quentin Spain, formerly of the uh, Buffalo Bills, of course, nah, nah, my nah, WVU that, I was brethren. Say, <laughs> you only bringing him up. We know that. <laughs> and Jonah Williams, of course, uh, their first-round draft He's pick from 2019. Right yeah, the, yeah, he's going to listen to le- The left tackle. I will say, though, about Joe Burrow, Motsi, I think the most impressive, you know, just if you kind of just take a step back and look what he's done through the first half of the season here, this guy has elevated this organization like crazy. I mean, this time last year, the Bengals were the Jets. I mean, they were a disaster. They were getting blown out. They weren't in games. They were a mess. Didn't look competitive. They didn't look competitive. They just had absolutely nothing go. Like, there was nothing even that you could hang your hat on as a fan and say, oh, well, at least we got this going for us. There was nothing. That's where the Bengals were last year. Now a year later, and hey, they're two five and one. Like I don't want to make it seem like they're five two and one or something like that. But we also, I think we all do agree that their two five and one is still very yes, impressive. They've it's, been it's, they've been competitive in, in essentially every game they've played. We do feel they are better than their record. Yes, yes. Whereas in some teams, we feel like they're worse than their record. Correct, correct. But yeah, th- yeah this is a team that the the record says one thing, but they they are a better team than that. I just they are they are much improved and I think Burrow deserves a lot of credit in that regard. He I mean I I was trying to think of the last time a rookie elevated an organization like this in year 1. Right. Rookie quarterback. And 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 remember I said rookie elevated an organization nice. because I think a lot of people might scream Ben, ben Roethlisberger ben. right away. Right. And yep. I get that the Steelers were 6 and 10 the year before Ben got there. Mm. But they also, what, uh, two or three years prior had played in an AFC championship game. So, right. I mean, like, they're, they're, the Steelers were, again, they were coming off a 6-10 and 10 losing season, but they were not uh, the Cincinnati Bengals of last yeah. year. They were not, like, you think of how Andrew Luck came to Indianapolis, and that team was 2-14. and 14, and then went to the, left, they were, like, and then, yeah, trash. They, they were 2-14 yeah. for that year, and then the next year they went to the AFC championship right. game. Like, 
Because even Josh Allen didn't elevate Buffalo like that. Buffalo right. was still in the mix all the time. Like, I mean, I guess his rookie year, RG3 was really kind of like that, maybe for, for the football yeah. team. Um, but it, it has been impressive. There's been rookies that have come in and done well on teams that were already talented, like Russell Wilson in mm-hmm. Seattle. But I'm talking a rookie quarterback who comes into a, a team that was just hapless. Like the Bengals were last year, like the Colts were the year before Andrew Luck got there. I was say, what about Rivers? What was he like? Yeah, I'd have to go back. I'd have to go I don't, back. And I, look. Say, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I'd have to go back and check what the Chargers were. I mean, but he had LT. I was right? gonna say he I had mean, talent that, out there with Gates at that time and, those guys. and Gates and yeah. LT. Yeah, it's just it, it's been impressive. Lights out on defense, Quentin Jammer. It, it's, yeah. it, it's been impressive the way that Joe Burrow has elevated that organization from where they are now to where they were last season. Crazy man. Yeah. It really has. I, I, I think he deserves credit in that regard. Again, it, they're two five and one. I don't want to make it sound like you know, like they're on their way to the AFC Championship game, and this you know this kid is carrying them there on his back. But he has made them relevant. He's made them interesting. He's made them competitive. Now, from a national standpoint, NFL.com. Some of their lead analysts, you know, got James Jones, D'Angelo Hall, some of those guys. Some of them do think that he's going to be enough to upset the Steelers this weekend, man. I know. That's a popular pick. I think um, – I'm trying to figure out, like, like, is that just because of the hot take element of it? Is it because they, they really believe in Joe I think some of the COVID stuff standpoint? with the Steelers plays into it, too. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, the, the absence of Vince Williams will affect the defense a little bit, the absence of Ben. Mm-hmm. Even if, if those guys play and they get up to speed, right, maybe it's a slower start in that regard. Um I don't know. And I think, too, like we've talked about this. People, and not just Steelers fans, because Steelers fans are part of this, too, but from the national perspective, everyone's just waiting for that loss. Yeah. Right? The the play down to the competition, the whatever you want to call it, the Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin loss that everyone wants to talk about. But, Motes, like I've laid out to you before, I, this defense is different. Like, everybody wants to think back to 2018, right? Yeah. Everyone has the, the yips from 2018 where – uh, coughing up the lead against the Saints late, coughing up the lead against the Raiders late, against mm-hmm. the Broncos late, when you had that huge, what, 21-point lead at the Chargers at halftime, and the yeah. Chargers came, came back and won. Half, yeah. Like, everybody has PTSD still from that. But look at the defense now compared to then. I agree. Like, TJ and Bud were good players then. They're great yeah. players now. Stephon Tuitt's gotten better. Look at the secondary. You add Nelson. You add Minka. Uh, Edmonds is a completely different player. A and, then, part- and then I'll even say this. Belaine is an upgrade over John Bostic yeah. from an athletic ability yeah. standpoint as it pertains to right now. Vince Williams is better yeah, now than he, was, than he was then. I think a lot of that worry from, again, again this is not just from Steelers fans. Like, the national perspective, the national media, the national football fans at large are almost waiting for that too but that to me is the difference that's why I'm not I'm not living in my fears in regards to oh the Steelers are going to drop one of these games everyone started saying that last week right they did, yeah. Cowboys Bengals uh Jags and the performance last week against Dallas did not I'm sure aid in people's confidence in that regard but people have been saying that now Motsi for a week and they're going to say that going forward oh, one of those losses is coming one of those losses is coming the difference to me this defense over last year and this year is 10 and 0 when protecting one score game uh, one score leads late in games. In 2018 that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I think people still have that in the back of their mind. And I'm not saying that the Steelers aren't going to lose a game this year or anything like that or that I they, am. <laughs> or that they you know that they couldn't lose to the Bengals one of these two times that they can't there's no way they can't lose to Jacksonville or, no or Washington or whoever or the the Colts even too. Can't happen. 
undefeated, never lost. Uh, but again, I, I just I don't have the, I don't live in my fears that same way because this defense is is built different than a lot of those. We can point back to those games that the Steelers lost that they shouldn't have lost. The defense not being able to hold the lead was a big part of it. I've got complete 180 reverse confidence in this yeah. defense and being able to to slam those doors shut. And uh, another stat that you know, if you needed something to calm you down a little bit to give you a little bit more confidence. Since 1950, anytime, Ooh, wow, that's a long time. Since 1950 in the NFL, anytime a rookie starting quarterback faces an undefeated team in week 10 or later, they are 1 in 6 in those games. Wow. And you know who the one winner is? Who? Mark Sanchez, week 16, year 2009 versus Peyton Manning. Ooh. It's week 16. It's week 16, bro. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm supposed to be right. with the research and all the numbers and facts over here. Well, typically you're the one who's in the driver's well, seat too. I guess that's too. true. We're switching <laughs> roles today, right? It's opposite day, baby. Yeah. So, so let me, you know what I'm saying, do my little thing, thing over here. But what we are going to do is go to break because when we come back, we get to sing, sing, sing. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. So when we get back, man, we got the official Steelers diss track. Here we go. Wesley Euler Remix Edition, directed directly at the Cincinnati Bengals. So, y'all know what to do, man. Stay tuned. But also, if you haven't got your tweets in yet, your score predictions, any comments that you got on the show, man, as it pertains to the matchup, get those tweets in, man, at the body 52 The body At Wesley, at Wesley Euler. Ooh, I'm <laughs> choking over here. Lord, have mercy. There it is. It was good. <laughs> it was real good here. All right, so with that being said, we're going to go to break, man, pay these bills. This is Euler and Motes. Actually, it is Motes and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. I am the entertainer. And I know just where I stand Another serenader And another long-haired band This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Yes, sir, yes, sir Motes and Euler on a Friday, baby You know what that does, you know what that means Means we're in the electric factory, man. This is what we do. And shout out to the power grid, the megawatts for the participation thus far. But keep it going, baby. <sighs> but now we're ending up at the, you know, the last segment of that first hour. Uh-oh. And you know I always get excited in the last segment of the first hour. Uh-oh. Because for those of you that do know, you know what's about to happen. But those that don't, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to keep a secret. I don't like that game. Keep a secret. Keep a secret. No, no, no. I'm going to tell it. All right. So... In this last segment of the first hour, my man Wesley Eula gets to show off the vocal prowess that he has. He gets to... Pitch to Johnny. Wait, I'm Johnny. He gets to to vocalize and utilize the God-given ability that he was blessed with. You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. He gets the chance to display the elite-level lyricism that we have not seen since the artist formerly known as Marshall Mathers was still the real Slim Shady. Doe a deer, (sighs) a female deer, Mm -hmm. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Look at those pipes. You hear them just going. You hear them just flowing. A name I call myself Elite Level For a long, long way to run Okay, I'm ready 
You sure? Wait, um, unique New York. There it is. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Uh-huh. What about... Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickle, pecker, pickle, stickle. No, I can't say that. No. All right. Cool. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. Here we go. If it's still a fish trap, baby, baby, we're listening. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Here First, we, we gotta go. tell them what we do. Cheer what do we do? We cheer the Steelers, the black and the gold. Okay, that's, that's number one. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Okay, what else? We got anything else? Yeah, we listen to Steelers Nation because they have the best radio hosts. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the Electric Factory with Euler and Motes. Ah, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. A and O, and we're feeling good. Undefeated. Here come the Bengals to the neighborhood. I wish they would. The first time Joe Burrow comes to town, you know, already know the Stiller defense gonna push him around. Here we go. We're gonna take that Joe Burrows and make him into a Pamani sandwiches. That's what we finna do. Joe, you know, Bud, TJ, get after him, baby. Knock that Joe cool looking guy out of here, baby, because this is not what we do. Here we go, Steelers. Send him back with that little crying Bengals girl, too. The city of Cincinnati is really silly. It's silly. They eat that slop and call it chili. The terrible towel they always disrespect. Always write in checks. They know they can't cash. Here we go. I've seen them cry over that terrible towel so many times. I've seen them try to disrespect the terrible towel so many times. And in the end, you end up like birthday. Sleep. But it's all good, baby. First three. Let me go, Wesley Eula. Woo! Yeah, Joe Burrows thinks he can throw. That Burrows ain't like that. But there's one thing he should know. What should he know, Wesley? But and TJ don't show mercy. And Sunday afternoon, Pittsburgh's getting a victory. Victory, victory. That's the only way to do it, man. We're not worried about Joe Burrows. We ain't worried about no A.J. Greens, no Tyler Boys. I was the pit kid. He, he used to live downtown, but it's all right because he's over in Cincinnati now. We don't like him. And either way, you already know Mike Tomlin over Zach Taylor. Woo! Here we go. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. Is it a bingo? Is that a... No, no, it's a little cat. Don't sit in the corner by pitching the kid. Get out of here, man. Where's Adam Crowley on the base? Is that Adam Crowley on the base? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Arthur Motes. Bengals edition part one. 1.0 because we will oh, yeah. have Cincinnati Bengals 2.0. We on, always run it back. You know that. On oh, December 21st. That'll be, a, that'll be a Monday. That's going to be kind of cool. That'll be like a Friday on a Monday. I like those type of days sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. You know what that means, though. What does that mean? What are we going to do the Friday before that game? I mean, we're going to have nothing to talk about. Oh, geez. We're going to have to actually work hard on Friday. Oh. We're going to have to plan out content that Friday? You said Friday? that's going to be a, a, a West Coast oh, Friday? Oh, no, buddy. That's on you. <laughs> that's like you said. West Host Friday, most host Monday that week. That's what it sounded like you said. So <laughs> <laughs> he trying to have me on here for like a work work day. That that sound that woo. Yeah. <sighs> but that was pretty dope, man. I love the song Thank as you. always, man. Thank you. I appreciate Top shelf. it. So you already know what to do. Power grid, megawatts. Mm -hmm. Let us know your thoughts on that particular, you know, version of the Here We Go song, man. It's only you love it 
or you hate. That's right. Five stars or one star. It's simple. It's that simple, baby. They no either love us okay? or they hate us. So let us know your thoughts on it, man. You already know what to do. Also, man, get your uh, score predictions in. Any other tweets you have, man, because when we come back in this second hour, oh, this Real, second hour, if you, I'm excited. If you don't mind here, if it's okay with you. Talk to me. Um, I think we do have maybe one or two tweets that we can get to here now, right? Well, because that, that's we, why you got the tweet. Right, computer. right, right. So read, I just want to we, we can fit a couple Let's in here. It. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Thrash, he's he's like the uh, who's that famous Roger Ebert, right? He's the yeah, famous yeah, yeah, movie Roger critic. Ebert, uh-huh. Thrash is like the Roger Ebert of the Here We Go Ebert song. And Roper. <laughs> I like yeah, it. That's right. Uh, Thrash says I think Wes sings about Bud and TJ in the Here We Go song every week this year. <laughs> uh, he gives his prediction as well, but we'll wait on that one all for right, sure. All right, all right. Uh, Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, lit, lit. Oh, she early today. Lit. She says this and attaches a picture as well too. Special request: Can I get a shout out for my niece Reagan? Uh, she signed her letter of intent to play softball for the Ohio State Buckeyes today. Proud aunt. Oh, Let's go, Let's go, Ray. 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 let us go uh, tweeted and said, I heard you joking earlier in the week about the uh, the Texans cutting J.J. Watt. Is that really a possibility? Probably not. No. <laughs> well, I <laughs> well, maybe say, after this no, no, season. No, no, no. Af- not after, not yeah. during the season. Not after during the season, season because, certainly. So the situation is this for J.J. in Texas. He's owed he, a lot of money. He owed, he's owed $17.5 million next season, but none of it is guaranteed. They didn't sign him to an extension. So if they want to go in a different direction, which we've already seen them do with some of the moves they've made from a roster standpoint and also with uh, moving on from Bill O'Brien as both a head coach and GM, it wouldn't be a crazy move or or, or a big shock if they did offload him and use that 17.5 to get to, you know, just – above average or just two good players instead of yeah. paying 17.5 for one guy who's on the back end of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I think that's 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 Absolutely, well that's man. well stated by you. But yeah, you never you never know what could happen this off season. But yeah, that's what the joke was about, not yeah. not this year. Uh we got me's three pack of questions. Who? Me. Okay. Before we go to break. We'll save me's prediction obviously for the last segment. Say who's? Me. Okay. But me asks who has the most sacks for the Steelers on Sunday? I'm going to TJ I love TJ matchup versus Bobby. It was a Bobby Hart. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he owns them. I love it. I'll go with Bud then, just you know, just for the Ooh, difference. But I thought you were gonna go inside. Ooh, to Stephon to it. Yeah, to Stephon to it. All right, to it always gets offers the Bengals. I'll go to it. That's true. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati's beloved skyline chili, delicious or gross? You ever had it before? I have not. I have. It's o- it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Anytime you know- I've been in Cincinnati, we only we, we go to one. It's one steakhouse we'd always go to, and yeah, we. Just get the steak and be on our way, man. We don't really like to <laughs> just get to, the steak and be on the way. We, we don't really like to roam around Cincinnati too much, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and especially like when we were playing during that time frame, you know, that was when the bad blood was going they on. They don't so. want to see you walking. Through yeah, the so so it, it it was one of those things where, yeah, we we we're gonna keep ourselves over here. Y'all keep ourselves over there, and we're gonna try to make it out this game without losing all our money. The skyline chili, um, I think is good on hot dogs. Like if you like want a chili dog, it's mm. a really good chili to put on a hot dog with you know with some cheese, maybe some onions. Um, I was gonna say what type of chili, like is it's, it? It's, so it's more of a hot dog chili, not like a bold type correct. chili. Correct. Okay. Yeah, there's no beans in it. Ah, okay. Yeah, 
So um, we just, just sauce and ground beef. So yeah, so like they put it on pasta. They I, and I don't know. There's a lot of weird huh? ways that they eat it. Yeah, but chili, I just it is good. I I have had Cincinnati. I have had Skyline chili uh, chili dogs. They're good. Other than that, I'll pass. I was gonna say chili pasta. It sounds like just spaghetti. It's it's goofy. <laughs> it, it's it's real goofy. Ground beef, ground beef, red sauce. Final one from me. This is a good one. All right. Scariest wildlife you've ever encountered. Well, for me, it would have been. I my got two. F- I got two. I got two stories for you. So for me, I remember I'm from Virginia Beach area, right? So Correct. we don't see a lot of nature. I, the, I think the <laughs> the only animal I saw growing up that was exotic was a deer and a squirrel. Okay, <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. Never was seeing snakes. We, you see wild dogs. Like that's why I didn't know wolves, no coyotes. I never knew what a coyote really was until I, you know I was off at school. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. Hold on now. But uh, for me, man, it was my my freshman year at JMU. My first week on campus. So, you know, we obviously get to come up early for uh, for football. So, you know, late at night, just walking to campus. I'm like, all right, cool. And I notice this animal. It's like, you know, smaller, but has a little tail on it, long tail, and it's crossing the road. So I'm like, what is this? And then I start to smell something. And then I realize with the smell that I'm smelling, it, it, it smells very funky. Very, very skunk-like. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Ran, ran across one of those things. Oh, L- no. Luckily for me, I didn't get sprayed on, but the person that I was with, they did get a little spray action, Ooh. and it was not cool at all. Ooh. And for me, it freaked me out. So now anytime I see a skunk, I will, like, start going the other direction. Like, I don't even want to be in the vicinity of a skunk. It was my first time ever seeing one in life. My I thought skunks were Pepe Le Pew. You know what I mean? They oh, should they no, supposed to stand up and be, be, be romantic. You know what I mean? That's that thing that I smelled. I said, I don't know what that is. That that is not romantic at all. But hard pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. So that, that was me, man. Size a skunk. I mean, come yeah. on now. Uh for me. No shoddy, mad in my head. <laughs> for me, two uh two that come into uh into memory into storytelling mode whatever i'm trying to say here. <laughs> uh i was in yellowstone national park uh when i was a teenager and was about oh, less than 20 feet away from a bear that was oh that God. was that was that was terrifying now fortunately i was in a group of like 20 people so the bear didn't really want much to do with us uh, but we were hiking kind of in the middle of nowhere in Seriously, yellowstone bear went to go with 20 people well, you got to think like that's a big pack of people, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So what? How we were on this hiking thing, right? And we kind of came around, like we came out of a forest area, around like into like a valley that opened up. Gotcha. And we came around the corner. There was a bear down in the valley, and I mean, okay, maybe twenty feet was a little bit of an exaggeration, but this thing couldn't have been more than fifty feet away. Like that's, it was, that's, and that's too close. It was, it that's was, too it close, was bro. too close. And you know, our instructor, you know, started giving some instructions or whatever. And I think that the bear kind of looked. Aren't you supposed to get us. like fetal position if a bear? Yeah, up? yeah, yeah. If it starts to move towards you, yeah. Um, and it, just you know, staying calm. Everybody yeah. stay calm. You know, like slowly back away. Um, and the bear just kind of saw our large group, and then it started gotcha. to slowly kind of go down the valley. So there was never really anything. So that would be one of them. Well, and uh, I will say the fact that you were in the in the woods is, is big time. I'm I, I don't I don't want to be anywhere near any woods, <laughs> mountains. I love Yellowstone National no, Park. None of that. Nah, I love it. I don't even want to camp. Like, like camping I like to, to me, I like to glamp. I mean, I, you know. I, I, I give you a picnic. That's about all I got. That's about <laughs> as nature as I am, man. I do. Ooh, ah, just the thought of that, man. <laughs> You know what else is in the woods? It's, it's a lot of stuff in the woods, man. It's dangerous. It's true. <laughs> There's a lot of fun to be had out there in the woods, too. Have you ever seen the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> Everything's in the woods, man. You better be careful out there, man. Uh, another one one time. I've told you this before. I think I've said this on the show. Uh, 
like my last like two years of high school and then first couple years of college, uh, me and a few of my buddies, we had like a little landscaping business over mm-hmm. the summer where we would just, you know, we'd cut grass for I people, see you mulch little, people's little yards. Right, here. right, pull weeds, you know, all that stuff. Dude, it was a great way to, to make, you know, tax free money. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope Uncle Sam isn't listening. Wait a minute. It was a it was a great way to, you know, be out in the sun working, you know, getting that tan and that summer body while you were making some some good tax free cash as well. I love too. Turkey. Um and one time I was pulling weeds, Mozi, and grabbed a snake. Now it was just a garden snake. Nothing, I don't care. Nothing, but yeah, I didn't care either. Man, I was whoo, I was freaked out dude. for a long time. For a long time. And I had gloves on too and everything. I was okay, but man, that 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 rattled me a little now bit. Now that you just said that, I had a person tell me one time, Oh yeah, it's just a garden snake. I said, Man, that thing can still kill you, man. <laughs> it will eat you. I watched Anaconda. I've seen it. All snakes in Anaconda, all right? So I don't care if it's garden snake. I don't care if it's black mama. I don't care if it's your mama. If it's a snake, I don't want it. They're all copperheads to me. They're all dangerous. No, no, no. They're all rattlesnakes to me. That's right. They're rattlesnakes in Anaconda. That's all. That's how I do it. If it's not not an Anaconda, it's a rattlesnake, all right? And if it's not a rattlesnake, it's a dangerous snake. So either way, all right? Either way, I don't want it around me. Period. Uh, real quick, <sighs> one last one that's non-prediction related. Remember, if you tweeted us and you had your score prediction, we, we get will get those. to it. All right, we get so to don't that worry, we're not skipping segment. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steel City Champs, uh, Thanksgiving right around the corner. Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? I really don't discriminate, bro. Yeah, I, mean, I grew up either. on sweet potato, but I mean, I eat them both. I like both. If I could only choose one, I think I'd lean towards pumpkin, but they're both they're both delicious. So if I had to choose one, and I would lean towards sweet potato because that's what I grew up on. Because that's what you grew up on. But yeah. I literally eat them both. In yeah. fact. I get mad when it's only, like, one or the other. I'm like, can I just get both so that way I don't have to feel like... <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, because otherwise it's like, well, you chose that one over this one. Like, nah, Come just on, give me man. both, and that way I'm good, man. Because, yeah. I mean, can't go wrong either me, way, man. Let me get some pecan as well, too. You know what I'm saying? But but you're trying to get me not paid and AKKKK fined, and I don't want to have that. So I'm going to go to break here. So this is Molson Eula on Steelers Nation Radio. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Marvelous, darling. Just lovely. All right, Tata. Now, I like to hear that, baby. It's Moats and Eula on a Moats Host Friday. Hour number two. Top of the hour number two. So you know what that mm. means, baby. Oh, yes, I do. Huh. Gets to go to my favorite segment of the show, baby. Five Star Friday because that's what, oh, yeah. you know, me and the homies always like to talk about. Oh, yeah. Are, are my homies here today? Are they here? They are here. Oh, they're, they're ready to hang out. Are you okay. ready to get right into it? I, I'm not ready just yet. I'm not ready just yet because, you know, with it being hour number two, I always like to just take a second to just embrace the moment, you know? Mm. Just just think about what I'm about to go out here and do in this this particular next, you know, minute or so mm. when I have to talk about these matchups, these keys. You gotta it's very, get in the zone. You it's know? very daunting of a task at mm. times. It can be in- intimidating. But the people are counting on you. You know? Because if I don't give the keys the right way, if I'm not as accurate as I need to be, then the 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 viewers and the listeners, when they're tuning into the game on Sunday, they're going to be confused. They're not going to be able to to fully understand what is going on in the significance They're going to say, now, it. hold on, wait a second. Arthur didn't tell me about this. So it's a lot of pressure on me right now, and I just wanted to let you know that uh, we do not care. So with that being said, man, play my joint, baby. Let's ride. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. 
not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star Friday. Matchup number one. Man, let's get after it, baby. All right, man. It's five-star Friday to start it off at the top. We're talking about creating hostile environments, all right? And when we talk about these hostile environments, I'm talking about that Joe Burrows. Burrows. You know that Joe Burrows. Joe Burrow, man. I'm talking about him versus this defensive line. Man, Cam, to it. Uh, TJ, Bud. Anybody that's rotated in. Highsmith, Adaney, Bugs. You have to dominate right here, man. You have to create this hostile environment. You're going to get the opportunities. This old line is bad, okay? But with Joe Burrow, it's a difference in terms of creating a hostile environment. Just hitting him, just sacking him is not creating hostility. He's been more than used to that. He's more than comfortable with that. Look at the 28 sacks. Look at the, I think, second or third most QB hits in the NFL. He's fine with that. But you have to do it consistently play in and play out make him feel you make him see that this is different he has not faced his defense yet introduce him properly to the afc north a little afc north football darling oh yeah isn't it the best five star friday matchup number two all right man so the second matchup man the second thing that we got to talk about are no big plays no big plays and that's as it pertains to our Steelers defensive backs versus this uh, Bengals group of wide receivers. Now, this Bengals group of wide receivers, they are talented, man. They they have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, obviously, you know, the first pick of the second round, which is a glorified first-round pick. And then they got A.J. Green. We know him very well, very familiar with him. They are capable of having success. They have been a successful bunch, but our DBs are better. Our DBs, the biggest thing they have to worry about is the communication. We know you're going to play man. You're great at playing man. Communicate, 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 because that's ultimately going to minimize those big plays. That's not going to allow them to create chunk plays or splash plays. If they make a play on you, that's one thing, but we're not going to allow them to just have a free play because of our inefficiencies from a communication standpoint. So talk it up. Let's make sure we got this thing rolling, but no big plays by these Bengal receivers. That has been uh, an area that we would like to see the defense remedy. Too many chunk plays against the Ravens. Too many against the Cowboys. Five-star Friday. Matchup number three. All right, so this third one, baby, I love this matchup because it's a little bit of what versus a little bit of heart. (laughs) Oh. And uh, typically, you know, when you add a lot of wattage to somebody's heart, they die. They kill over. (laughs) And that's what we're expecting right here, man. We're expecting TJ to absolutely dominate this matchup. He has to. It's critical that he does. Because Joe Burrow, when he is not hit, when he is not attacked on every play, he looks really good. But TJ is very familiar with Bobby Hart, man. He's had a ton of success against Bobby Hart throughout his career. And Bobby Hart knows that as well. So, what? Do what you do. Give Hart that extra jolt, that lethal amount of wattage that he cannot handle and make him understand that he will never be in the conversation of blocking you. Kickstart my heart. Ha! See what you did there. Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. Did somebody say ball security? 
It sounds like somebody off. said ball security. Someone I hear ball should, security. Someone should say ball security. Okay, there it is. I hear you in the back. All right, and it's simple, man. Our Steelers skill players, you have to protect the ball. This Bengals defense has been hemorrhaging yards, both through the air and on the ground. But the one thing that the Bengals have been able to have a little bit of success with is generating turnovers. They are very opportunistic, man. They are the bend but don't break variety. They are not going to stonewall you. They're not going to scare you. But they do capitalize on some of the errors, man. We saw that against the Titans, especially in the red zone. Take care of the ball. You will have a field day against this defense. But you have to take care of the ball. We understand with Joe Burrow, he's going to move the ball. He's going to be able to have some productivity because that's the caliber of player that he is. But you cannot allow him to have extra possessions because of your turnovers on the offensive end. So, protect the ball, have that field day, and ultimately, man, score these points that we know y'all can score. Uh-oh. Is that time? Is he ready? Could he be? Five Star Friday. Match up number five. That boy laid it on the line right there. You love to see it. You love to hear it. And this one right here, baby, I'm excited about because it's familiar foes versus my goons. Steelers O-line versus Carl Lawson and Geno Atkins. Now, it used to be a trio. You know, it used to be Carlos Dunlap, but, you know, that Dunlap, he's got traded out there at Seattle's from Seahawks. So we're not worried about him anymore. But Geno and Carl Lawson, man, they're still very productive players, especially in the pass game. And that's one of the strengths that we've had across our offensive line this season is protecting Ben. Now, we know from a running game standpoint, our O-line could be a little bit better. But as it pertains to the pass protection, they have been doing a really, really good job these past couple of weeks. It has to continue, though. You cannot allow Carl Lawson or Geno Atkins to create any type of negativity with the QB hit. With the strip sack. They had some of that against the Titans. They had some of that in the games that they've won or looked really good in. These two guys have been able to provide some splash from a pass game standpoint. And that just simply cannot happen against this team. That cannot happen this week. Still, Zolan has to protect and do their job like they've already been doing and keep my man seven or whoever is at the quarterback. I feel like I have to say that, right? <laughs> whoever is at quarterback, no. keep him upright. No, don't say that. Because if it ain't seven, I ain't watching. Woo! No, I mean, I'm, I'm probably still going to watch. I got a lot of I got a lot of radio to do next week. Okay. I mean, what, what am I going to talk about? I mean, I, I was I mean, here with you. And I come here and do a Steelers show on Monday when I didn't watch the Steelers game. I, I mean, mean, you could just, you know, some people do it nationally. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I could just look at the box score and lie about yeah, it, right? Just, Fake it till you make it, Just right? get my hot take. Man, I can't believe they, they had McFarlane out here with 40 catches. Like, what? What game was you watching? Arthur Mutz, one more time, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Bengals Sunday at Heinz Field. Yes, indeed. So the first one, man, we got to talk about the hostile environment that needs to be created with our D-line versus Joe Burrow. Then the number two matchup, man, we got to talk about Mr. No Big Plays, man. The Bengals wide receivers are capable of that, but our Steelers DBs, they got to win that matchup, man. So that is the second one. The third one, put a little bit of extra wattage in your heart. One time, one time. TJ Watt versus Bobby Hart, the Cincinnati Bengals right tackle. Then after that, we got to talk about protecting the ball, man. Still a skilled players versus the opportunistic Ben, but don't break variety Bengals defense. And then last but certainly not least, the familiar foes of Geno Atkins and Carl Lawson versus our Steelers offensive line, baby. 
Arthur Motes, those are your five-star matchups on this Friday. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. And somebody leaving here with a fine. But it's not going to be us, baby. This is Motes and Eula on SNR. Of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Motes and Euler inside the electric factory on this beautiful Friday, man. <clears throat> and of course, since we just had our five star Friday, talked about our matchups, the keys to it, we got to continue that, man. And just really looking into this Bengals offense and defense as a whole, um, they have talent. That's the crazy part. They have some players, man, that that from a name standpoint, you understand, you recognize. Hmm. That they do. That they do. You just name some of them. You know, they still got some pass rushers. They uh, they've got a talented trio of wide receivers. They, they, they certainly, just, they just acquired to Karis uh, McKinley. Remember, he obviously was in yep. the, uh, the Falcons. Yep. Now he will not play this weekend. Correct. But we yep. will. I but would they think did acquire to, him as well. We'll have to see him on Monday night in yeah. December. Yeah. They listen. The offensive line is not good, um, and the defense as a unit hasn't been performing very well. They've got some individual players, uh, like you rightly uh, pointed out. They've made some big plays and big moments. They've had the the bend but don't break uh, mentality in the red zone. But overall, I don't think we'd call them stout as a unit. Yes, correct. And hey, you can have all the talent at certain positions. You can have the guy at quarterback, the playmakers to surround them. But if you don't have an offensive line and you don't have a, a complete defense – you're going to be 2 5 and 1. You're going to play a lot of close games, but, yeah, without you, a but doubt. you're going to be 2 5 and, and 1. And that's the crazy part. They've had their fair share of close games. Oh, yeah. I mean, Almost we said the only team that's blown them out was Baltimore. Was Baltimore that was yep. the only one. But they, they, man, between the injuries that they have, or not even just the, the injuries, but just as a whole with some of the moves that they've made, man. You, you would think that they would be better than this, right? I mean, I personally would, but that O-line has to be – that's the Achilles heel. Now, they do have Joe Mixon listed as questionable. That would be a huge boost for them if he were to come back. Obviously, he's been out the past two games now, but they're coming off a of bye week, so that does give them a little bit extra time with them. But they still haven't been able to have a ton of success running the ball even when he was out there earlier in the year. It's just, I'm just having a hard time finding ways for – this Bengals team to really attack us uh, yeah. in terms of we know what they want to do from a throwing ball standpoint, but how does that look when you cannot protect against this defense? Right. And, you know, there was the frustrations there against the Cowboys, but I think you could at least point to, all right, it was a first-time quarterback, so there was there was some unknown there, you know, Correct. in terms of how they were going to attack you. They still did have Zeke and Tony Pollard, two very talented running backs. Uh, you look at the Bengals, you you know what this offense is. You're familiar with this offense. Even though it's the first time you've seen Joe Burrow, it's still an offense that you're familiar with. Joe Mixon, it looks like I'm looking here, uh, has not practiced again today, Motsi. So mm. it doesn't look like Joe Mixon's going to be a go. Nope. So uh, you're not going to have a supremely uh, daunting, let's just say, in terms of talent running back across the field from you. It's yeah. This we know how that they're going to want to attack the Steelers. It's going to want to be with those three talented wide receivers. It's going to want to be in the intermediate passing game, right? The ten to fifteen, ten to nineteen yard passes. If you can take that away, I, I mean, I think you will. You'll handcuff this offense big time. I definitely agree with that. And like I said, from a personnel standpoint, I think we do have the personnel to match up like that. I think you could play a little bit more aggressive in terms of being up and pressing these receivers because of. 
them not being able to have the luxury of the double moves of the super elongated routes, they're going to have to get this ball out on schedule, on time. You take away that that short and intermediate underneath stuff, man, They, I, I just don't see them being able to have a lot of success. Yeah. And then defensively, when we're talking about them, like you called it, man, they, this is a pretty just average group. Now, in the secondary, you got some guys in terms of William Jackson. Uh, Jesse Bates has been okay, but – they, they don't have a lot of guys. It, no. It's not a lot, man. They do not. They do not. Arthur Motes, we got some uh, some breaking news here. Uh-oh. All right, so Mike Tomlin just spoke. <gasps> uh, on Ben Roethlisberger, we do expect him to come off the COVID-19 list. Yeah, if he comes is. off, we're going to have an extended walkthrough tomorrow to help him prepare for Sunday. Mike Tomlin also said he anticipates Vince Williams being available for Sunday as well. And some, eh, I guess, good news. Yeah, news in the injury front elsewhere as well. Uh, Mike Hilton still going to be questionable for Sunday, but Mike Tomlin did say they expect Tyson Alu Alu to be a go. Okay, so it looks like Hilton questionable, Tyson going to play, Ben and Vance going to play. Steelers will have a longer practice tomorrow than they normally would to get those guys up to speed. And last thing here, Mike Tomlin said that Ben Roethlisberger's knees were never an issue this week. He's fine in that regard. So there's some. Some uh, some breaking news in the last five minutes here from uh, from the head coach. Uh, Anthony McFarland and Kevin Dotson missing practice today with Mike Tomlin said uh, with what Mike Tomlin said uh, is an illness that he doesn't believe is related to COVID-19, but obviously going to be extra cautious with those guys with all the protocols and everything going on here. So Motsi looks like uh, looks like number seven's good to go. Looks like Vince Williams good to go. Looks like we're getting Tyson back as well. I like it, man. Um. Like I said, we both probably agreed upon with uh, Vince and Ben thinking they would be out there. Yeah. We yeah. said with Tyson, that was going to be up in the air. Mike was going to be up in the air. But that's definitely good to hear, man. I love that news, actually, man. Mm-hmm. That, good news on a Friday. We need that. Can never mm-hmm. have enough good news, man. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Ben, man. He really was going to Paul Pierce us again with these knees. Come on, baby. <laughs> I'm not buying it, baby. I wasn't <laughs> buying it for a second. But what I am buying is this, that in this final segment, when we come back, oh, you know that last segment that we do? Where yeah, we, it's jam packed. Where, where we sing a little bit. It's jam packed. That's what I've been told. Where, where we read the tweets, mm-hmm. get those score predictions in, those mm-hmm. final ones. If you haven't gotten them in just yet, make sure you do it at the body fifty two. The body. At Wesley Euler. The good hair. And then you talk about that last time where we also get that paper because you know we got to get the paper right. Show me the money. Show me the money. Oh yeah, I can't wait, man. It's the Electric Factory on SNR. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Motes and Euler, baby, on that Friday last segment of the show is bittersweet as it is because you know we love the last segment because it's so jam-packed but we're so sad because that means we won't talk to you again for a couple of days <laughs> but i digress i digress you know what i'm gonna be honest what's up i mean i i uh oh it's okay oh wait a minute i need am ready for the weekend you are yeah you sure i you know, quick little, quick little side digression here. You know, if you can let, if you can allow me to play the the world's smallest violin uh-huh. for 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 ourselves here for a second, 
I've been looking forward to weekends a lot more this year than than in the past. I mean, everybody loves the weekend, right? Everybody right, right. loves a Friday, a little Sam Cook on a Friday, get you feeling good. I mean, good you can't go wrong weekend. with that, right? But Mo, it's like I am a little more. I'm more burned out this time of year than I usually am. You know, mm. we, you and I, we didn't really take the summer vacations that we normally do, right? Because we just we were doing more radio than ever before, right? Uh, there was just so much unknown around the sports landscape that we didn't really want to go away because we didn't know if we'd be coming back anytime soon. And then by the time we figured out that we would be coming back, it was too late to go away to take any time off. This is true. So, I mean, really, like, ever since the Combine, I mean, I think we had a couple weeks off around the Combine. But since then, since March, I mean, you and I have been, we've been doing more radio than ever with less sports to talk about than ever. I am more burned out this time of year than usual, so... I mean, I'm going to miss everybody, but I'm 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 not crying about it. I'm I'm looking forward to the weekend. You could have just simply said you don't want to have a weekend off, and I'd have been like, yes, I want to have the weekend off, <laughs> and I would have agreed with you, baby. So either way, we good. All right, All right. either way, I'm there with you, baby. All right. I don't work weekends. You know me. I know that. You feel me? Unless it's a uh, you know, unless it's like a tailgate. That's not work. That's not that's work. that's that's fun. play. That's fun. That's, play. that's a lot of fun. That's big. Speaking fun. of fun, I mean, I like to sing. You know. I mean, I'm waiting on you, baby. So if you ready to sing, man, and the and the the God pipes are ready to roll, man. Let's go ahead and hear that thing one time. Uh, they do say that my voice is like a combination of Jesus and Fergie. Singing a national anthem. Here we go. <laughs> Don't you touch Here my drum go. set, Arthur Modes. I didn't touch your drum set. But if I did, we would do And I know cops doesn't start until 4 o'clock. We cheer the Steelers, the black and the gold. All right, what else we got? This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Steeler Nation has the best radio hosts in the electric factory with Euler and Moe's. Eight oh, okay. and feeling good. Big time undefeated. Here come the Bengals to our neighborhood. I wish they would. For the first time, Burrow comes to town, and the Stiller defense gonna push him around. Here we go. Oh yeah, we gonna make that joke. Burrow's into a Pamani sandwich. That's what we gonna do with TJ and Bud. Oh, that's oh. the Tiger King sandwich oh, down yeah. at Pamani. Oh yeah, we do the call the Tiger King sandwich. You know Pamani yeah. But you know what it is, baby. First two, Wesley Euler. Give me that two two. The city of Cincinnati is real silly. Lame. They eat the slop and they call it chili. Yuck. The terrible town, they always disrespect. Always right in check. Stay, no, they can't check. Here we go. Come on now, man. All that big talk y'all do over there thinking y'all big tiger cats. When y'all a little tiger lily split up. Meow, meow, meow. They saw a tiger king and thought it was Joe Exotic. Get out of here. You ain't got no Joe Exotics. We got Wesley Euless, though, for verse three. Let's get it. Yeah, Joe Burrows thinks he can't throw. He think he aight. But there's one thing he should know. You better talk to him. But in TJ show, no mercy. And on Sunday afternoon, Pittsburgh's getting a victory. Here we go. It's a victory. The only way to do it, baby. And that's what will happen because we're going to put these little binger tiger lily cubs in their place. They're going to go from big tigers to little kittens because that's what they are, baby. Joe Burrow, I hate to do it to you, baby, but it's going to happen. You not so exotic. You Joe Burrows. 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 We don't care. We do not care because we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. 9 and 0. Here we go. Let's get it. Arthur Motes, there it is. It. I think that was your best one ever. 
Getting the juices flowing on a Friday. That felt like your best. As long as everybody keeps saying ever, that it's my bro. best one ever wow. week to week, I'll take it. I mean, even if you don't really mean it, or I think you mean it, as long as you mean it, even if it's not really true. I mean, like, dude, I'll take it. Like, I'll take it. You're special, man. <laughs> what you're able to do. Oh, this guy, I mean. From a vocalizing standpoint. This guy, I mean. I mean, I couldn't tell if that was Prince or, or was it, like, God just whispering into my headphones, man. It's, it just touches my heart every time you share your ability. You know, every time you just get up here and you just blessed our airways, man. Like, holy cow, you should be on tour somewhere, man. And I should be sitting across from John Mayer right now. Like, that's what be going on. Like, this is nuts, man. Arthur Motes, I will never know what it feels like to be Liam Gallagher. Uh, Liam Gallagher, the lead singer of Oasis, by the way. I think mm-hmm. he's got my, my favorite voice of, of any. Him or Freddie Mercury, probably my, my two favorite. Can't go wrong with Freddie, but your teeth, you don't have my, teeth for Freddie. That, that is true. And, uh, you know, not to talk trash on him. Galileo. But, but I mean, my, my hairline, you know, much much better than Freddie's. Galileo. Um, I'll never know what it's hey, like. Not all. I'll never know what it's like to, uh, to be Liam Gallagher or Freddie Mercury up there on stage. But I can pretend for a few minutes every Friday right here inside the Electric Factory. Is, is this is true? Is this is true? <laughs> what do you say we get to these tweets here? Because we got a plenty. We got a, a plethora. Is it a plethora? A plethora of a tweets. Plethora. I a love plethora. A plethora. Plethora. It sounds so exotic. <laughs> all right, let's get right to it. Antonio. Uh, 31 to 20 Steelers, Claypool and Deontay with touchdowns. James Conner over 135 yards rushing and a touchdown. Avery Williamson with a forced turnover. Mm, a lot of predictions sure, there from okay. Antonio. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh, Mav saying 31 to 17 Steelers, Edmonds with a pick six. I would he, like to see that. He's due he's for an due. interception. I was say he's due. Gosh, he's due, due. Let's go, big Edmonds. Pick six. I'll take it. Rudy says uh, Steelers 24, Bengals 10. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing more specific because I've been dead wrong all year. <laughs> Dakota's got uh, my score prediction is Steelers 32, Bengals 17, Big Ben with an explosive game. I like it. David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, says give me Steelers 31, Bengals 17. So we got a 32-17 and a 31-17. Uh, David also says why are, there two AFC, why are two AFC teams being played on Fox? David, it's real simple. Two words. The Masters. The final round of the Masters is on CBS until 3 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. That's why there's no 1 o'clock CBS football games. It's because the tradition like no other. This is where the piano playing the The Masters on CBS. Usman says 27-17 Steelers and attaches a clip of Juju blocking perfect. I mean, I don't know. You you might know what I'm talking about with that one there. Hey, now. Randy says, another five-star song. You never disappoint us Steelers fans. Thank you, Randy. And uh, he says, my prediction is Pittsburgh 24, Cincinnati 14. Don Juan, as always, love the Here We Go song, 37 to 10, black and gold. Joan says, Joe Burrows and the Bengals will end the Steelers winning streak next year. Hey! Steelers hunt another Heisman, 39 to 13. Uh, Daryl says 35 to 23 Steelers five star. Here we go. Lyrics. Thank you, Daryl. Brian says Steelers defense gets seven sacks and Pittsburgh wins 35 to seven. Brian predicting a blowout, a comfortable one on Sunday. I think we'd all take that. Ryan says here first tweet ever. I joined Twitter just to join the electric factory. Well, thank you, Ryan. Shout out and welcome to the madness. Uh, 31 to 17 Steelers Bengals held under 60 yards rushing. Also, fellas, Skyline Chili Pasta is amazing. Sure. 
serious. Interesting. Next hey. time I'm in Cincy, I'm going to try it out. I'll take your word for it, right? I just don't plan on being in Cincy anytime soon. Conrad says, Wes bringing the heat with the five, or with the Here We Go song. Score prediction, 24 to 13 Steelers. I also see a special teams turnaround for us this week. Ray Ray with a return punt touchdown. I like it. Uh, Midwest Mouse. Midwest Mouse, I don't think we've ever had the pleasure of your tweets before. Welcome to the shindig, 52-17. to 17. Here we go, Steelers. Hey, now you're talking to me. Russell saying, okay, guys, it's time to send a message. We crush them 42-17. to 17. I like it. Me! 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 Win streak comes to an end. 28-17 to 17 Bengals. Say it ain't so me. Wow. Wow. Thrash says 24 to I never si- thought me would be the guy. Never thought he'd be. I knew it was you, Fredo. Gosh, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. You were the chosen. You broke my heart. Here I was thinking that me was gonna go down in the Hall of Fame of fans (laughs) of megawattage, and you had to do this. Uh, Steel City Champs says thirty to nine Steelers. Uh, Burrow moves the ball, but the defense keeps them out of the end zone. I like that. I can vibe with that. I can vibe with that. Buddha 71 says 27-17 Steelers, five sacks, two interceptions. One of the interceptions goes to Edmonds. The people mm, are, okay, people, okay. People are feeling it for Edmonds this weekend. I like it. Uh, Kelton says 26-12 Steelers. Let's see. I think we got a few more here. Douglas says, yo, Joe, you better start burrowing now. Hey, uh, I see what he did there. I see there. what you did there. Watt and Butter hungry. Let them eat. Steelers win 30 to 17. BPR says Steelers 35 to 10. They disrespected the terrible towel, and that hasn't been forgotten. As always, TJ Watt has two sacks. Let me double check here, Motsi. See any last second ones that are rolling in? Harry says 31 to 24 Steelers. Steelers defense is the difference. And Randy says also, well, oh no, sorry, 31 to 24 from Harry, 34 to 21 from Randy. Steelers over the Bengals. Bengals social media team dug their grave. Anthony McFarland gets his first touchdown, NFL touchdown this week. Mm. James Washington scores a touchdown, and Vince Williams gets a pick six. I like it, Arthur Motes, and so far that is all that I'm seeing here. That was solid right there. I like that. I like it too. I like it too. All right. Uh, I'll check, double check one more time before we say, get out yeah, of here. It's, it's last chance, and then after last that, man, we got to transition, baby. You know uh-huh. Yeah. But what do we got to well, – what's that thing that we got to do before we get out of here? It's something about, to, like, some money, right? right? It's something about some, some money, some paper, some something. Gots to get that paper. It wasn't loose leaf. It, it was paper, paper. Got to get that paper. Gots to get that paper. That paper. Yeah, that one. Show me the money. Show me the money! Whoa, whoa, hey now. Oh, where, hey, where did you come from? Oh, I'm so excited. Can, can, can I hear it? Can, just one time? Can, can, just, you know that thing you do where it's like – uh-oh. He's getting a character. Automizerator. Yes, sir. <laughs> Boistering boisterously across the western plains. Autumn is a pirate. Commandeering. Talk about Everything it. at once. Everything in its path. <laughs> Uh, Arthur Motes, I'm glad that we're laughing here because my performance last week was no laughing matter. It, I finally did it. Uh, we've been doing this show me the money thing for two and a half years. I finally did it, Arthur Motes. I had my first 0-5 weekend. Oh. 
Now, if you combine that with what I did the prior weekend where I was one and four, Arthur Motes, in the month of November, I'm one and nine with my picks so far. That is not good. <sighs> it's not good. And this poor run of results has dropped me below 500 for my season record. Oh, wow. Also for the first time in two and a half years. Coach Tomlin doesn't know about that. I'm going to spell it out for you. Y-I-K-E-S. Yikes, Euler. Uh, if you're looking for a refund, though, please contact management. <laughs> Are the most five picks for you? Let's get right into them here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Carolina Panthers. They're all hot and bothered from that performance against the Saints in primetime last Sunday. The Bucs are favored by five and a half points. They win by a touchdown. Give me Tampa Bay minus five Ooh, and a half. All right. I like it. Out to Arizona where the Cardinals are feeling good about themselves and the betters are feeling good about the Cardinals. So much so that they're three-point favorites over the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, the difference. I Actually, know. The game is, the game in, is in, Arizona, in Arizona, so though. I know it's the cross-country road trip. Arizona. Give me the Bills plus three. All right. Give me the Bills plus three. Motsi loves it. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's stay on the West Coast here in San Francisco, to be exact, where the Saints, the upstart Saints, quietly 6-2 and two playing really good football. Six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Niners. Um... I think the Saints are, are starting to scratch the surface. I really think they're starting to figure this thing out. They beat San Francisco, not in a blowout, but certainly by more than Convinc a touchdown. Yeah, convincingly. Yeah. Give me the Saints, minus six and a half. Now, I haven't done this in a little while, Motsi. How about a little three-way parlay? Did somebody say parlay? Parlay. Is there a parlay? I was a parlay now. The Packers, the Saints, and the Ravens, all to win. All three parlay to win. Money line. Money line. All right. Packers, Saints, Ravens. Three-way parlay. parlay, parlay. And then finally, Arthur Motes, the Bengals at the Steelers. I'm going lower scoring, so my fifth and final show-me-the-money pick, Arthur Motes. Do I hear under? Is that what I'm hearing? Under 47. Put it on the board. So, wow. again, real quick, Bucks minus 5.5, Bills plus 3, Saints minus 6.5, a three-way parlay. Packers, parlay, parlay. Packers, Saints, and Ravens money line. And then the Bengals Steelers under 47. Arthur Motes, now it is time to give our score predictions. But first, our buddy Brian Backo chimes in. He is a good friend of the show. Right on that 47 mark. Steelers 30. No, sorry, 57. Good math by me. Steelers 37, Bengals 20. So Backo has points. Backo has the over. Backo has the Steelers covering. You say, what, was the score? what is the score again? 37 20, Backo goes. 37 20. Correct. Correct. Arthur Motes, it is Motes Host Friday, so I ain't going to let you wind me up. How are we doing this? Jeez, why, why has it got to be so negative? Listen, you're the, you know, you're the conductor today. Don't, don't be nervous. I ain't nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm just passing the buck. Uh, Steelers seven-point favorites, is that fair? Are we sticking with seven? You got to stick with seven, I think right? seven's I I think, like I think, mandatory. I think that's fair. So I guess me being the good person that I am, me being the, the gentleman that I am, it's only right that I allow you to go. Second. Oh, go. Bro, go. No, you're not going to wind me up. I know oh, this shit. is going to. All right. Go. Give me a second. No, no, man. You're going after me, man. Come on, man. What you thought this was, man? No. Come on. 2817. 2817. 2817. Steelers. Joe Burrows, 17. Oh, I like it. We're close. We are close. That's why I wanted to go first. 
24-17, Motes. 24-17, Steelers. I like the offense. I like the offense production, mm-hmm. baby. I see. I see what you're doing here. We're moving. To, we're moving to nine and zero. We're moving to nine. Either and 0. way, we're going nine and zero, baby. I just think you know, a little bit sluggish. No practice, extended walk week or extended uh, Saturday walkthrough. Mm-hmm. I, I just think you know you have a little bit of a little hiccup with that, and because both positions, I'm talking about quarterback and middle linebacker and Vince. Those are your your key guys in yes. terms of communication, yes. in terms of getting everybody aligned up. I do think you feel a little bit of that at some point throughout the game, man. Okay, last tweets here uh, before we hit the music and get out of here. Midwest Mouse says, sorry, I missed the breaking news. What was it? Uh, Mike Hilton, questionable. Tyson Alu-Alu, good to go. Ben and, Van, uh, and Vince, Vince. <laughs> good to go. As well. So that was the breaking news. Mike Tomlin speaking to the media just, uh, what, probably about 20, 30 minutes ago here now. Uh, Tyson, good to go. Hilton, questionable for Sunday. And it looks like uh, Ben and Bentz are uh, in line to play as well. The Steelers are going to have a little bit more, a little bit heavier of a practice, a little more meat on that bone to the practice uh, tomorrow to give those guys uh, some reps as well. All right, Deputy D's. Steelers win 29 to 12. Five sacks for the Steelers defense, two interceptions. Everybody likes that, that five sack, two interceptions number. That keeps, is the uh, number, right? Yeah. Keeps coming back here. Uh, Ryan says, uh, Did we get Mr. Backo's prediction? Yeah, I just gave it there in case you missed it. 34 to 20 was the Batman's prediction. Uh, Ryan says, Four sacks. TJ forces a fumble. 31 to 20. Steelers win. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah. Kayla says, Steelers 27, Bungles 23. I think Kayla must live in the Cincinnati area because she says my bungle friends and the rest of the natty will finally be quiet. I will celebrate by eating Skyline Chili Dip. Hey, okay, okay. And last one here, Cuban Dan says Steelers 29 to 17. Cuban Dan, is that is that with uh, McAfee? That boy? Wait. Don't you got like one of them Cuban dudes? Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He's like, it's Cuban something. <laughs> I just ain't know. Yeah, this is Cuban Dan. This is this is our guy. We got our own Cuban. This is our guy. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for the show today. Arthur Motes. So I'm going to hit the music and let you get us out of here. Party people! All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Two hours worth of Moats and Euler. We got to give a big time shout out to the producer on the ones and twos, Wesley Euler. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also have to give a big time shout out to the Megawatts, the Power Grid. <laughs> it was a fun week. Fun yes, week indeed. for sure. Also got to give a big time shout out to my co-host, Wesley Euler. Well, that guy does a lot of work around here. Yeah, yeah he wears multiple hats with one head, one head. He has a lot. Of, he hosted another five-hour show after I, I this. I think he is, man. So if you're free, make sure you yeah. tune in. Poor guy probably just wants to go home. But either way, we're going to get up out of here, baby, because you know it is your 24-7. Home of the Black and Go! Steelers. Uh-huh. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. Well. Show all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for to get on the mic and make this motherfucking party hot. I'm taking it back to the old school, because I'm an old fool who's so cool. If you want to get down, I'm going to show you the way. Mm. There it is. Let me hear you say. Mm. Hey.